brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Hey, hey. Good morning. Good morning. What's up? <laughs> All glory to God to see another day. My name is Coffee Tony, and this is the Non-Believers Podcast. Thank you, Lord, for everything you do, everything you tend to do in my life. Let's go. I'm reporting live from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. And I want to go ahead and pray in. Let the words of my mouth be the meditation of my heart and acceptable in your sight, dear Lord. Thank you for your guidance. Thank you for your protection. Thank you for guiding me every step of the way, Lord. Reminding me that I can't do nothing without you, but everything through you, Father God. Change my heart, dear Lord, on a day-to-day basis so your light can shine through me. I want to pray for so many people out there that's hurting, Lord, either battling with mental depression, Father God, for the students that's preparing to go back to school with a semester coming up, to any type of calamities or mourning the loss of a loved one, Jesus. Thank you, God, for everything you do, everything you tend to do in our life. In Jesus' name, amen. Let the words of my mouth be the meditation of my heart and self be in sight. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just feel like, you know, I really just feel like rejoicing and jumping around and shouting for joy. I really think of like the cherubims when it was talking about how in the New Testament and in the Old Testament, how they constantly was giving God praise. So it was literally, that's what they was doing night and day, giving God praise. And one of the, even it talks about that in Psalms, like one of the best ways to uh, show, like to sacrifice and to show love is to give God praise. Because it's just simply you're being thankful of everything he continued to do in our lives. Um, that's what I really found so profound about Romans one, when I was reading that just a couple of days ago, because it was just speaking about how we really no one has a has an excuse about the, you know, um, of God in general. When you can look outside and just see the sky, you see the nature, you see everything that he's created, especially if you have the blessings to be able to travel to different parts of the world. And you can just see how everything is just so unique and different in its own way. 
And so that so it really talks about that in Romans one, where it's just like, hey, it's it's really it's no excuse to you have uh, even no matter if he um had any confirmations that happened in your life or you have so many people who have testimonies of what God has done in their lives. Even those who don't even, they have hardened hearts or veil over eyes and didn't really see the things that God has done for them. Like it says in Romans 1, just being able to look outside and see the goodness of the Lord, to see the sun every morning, to see, to see the, the beautiful skies and hearing the different animals and the birds, if you ever just able to take a walk and just see the beautiful green land, is confirmation, is keys, is an example of God's existence. He is yesterday, today, and forevermore. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for everything you do and everything you tend to do in my life. One of the first things you look at announcements. Um, my brother, uh, and I want to share this for those who maybe have not, uh, maybe their first time joining or watching this podcast. The, the One of the things, the main things how it came to existence was it was a few years ago I was working at Colonial Life. It was an insurance company that I worked at, and I had like wee hours. So I'm talking about like three in the morning to one thirty p.m. I used to work at uh, Colonial Life, and like round six, seven, one morning when I'm working, I just remember in my spirit just hearing like, "Hey, what if you had your own podcast?" And I literally just said, "Lord's will." At that time in my life, it was really understanding that it's not my will, but Lord's will to be done. So it's his purpose that he has for me. So I just literally said, Lord's will. The very next day, so I didn't focus on it. I just went back to work, kept going. The very next day, a guy I haven't talked to in over three months, and it was like on a high and by basis. He texted me on Facebook Messenger because he didn't have my number. And he literally said just, hey, do you want your own podcast? And that was just confirmation of the goodness of God. Like, okay, it, it was something that I felt in my spirit, and it was confirmation that, okay, I guess we have a podcast. I was just like, yeah, yes. And from there is what you see to this day. And it's continuously each week to give God glory and just ask for his guidance and, his, and him to order his steps in my life, which he has been doing so. So I just right there just want to start off with just the the gratitude and grateful of how good God is. And speaking of this individual, uh, he used to be the ones orchestrating. So that's why I always give a shout out to Two Real for Radio. Um, and he used to uh, be the one orchestrating it every Sunday. But now since I moved to Texas and I even visiting Albuquerque, of course, he ain't, I ain't packing him on the road with me. So now one of the things that I noticed he started to do was he he sends me different like questions and he puts it on my Facebook and you know this week is no no different so I wanna I wanted to address the question so I'm gonna say the question that he asked for me and I'll give an answer to it thank you God for everything you do and everything you continue to do in my life 
please feel free to like and share. I haven't even got this got that get that share button yet. And that's one of the first things I do. And also with announcements, I just wanted to say, um, you know, you see like the Olympics and all of those things going around. And so you, you got that going on. You have what uh, with kids about to start going back to school, teenagers. So that's a exciting thing. And a lot of them is went a whole year going through just virtual. So now it's like really going back in person. So definitely praying for the, the kids. Cause I know that's just a, uh, gonna be a major adjustment, right? <laughs> From doing everything virtual, virtual to now being live back in the classroom. Um, and also really just getting just a shout out to my, my family, man. It's just a blessing to have them come visit to me in Texas. And now we're in New Mexico visiting family out here. So I'm truly just grateful of like, it's, it's so important to, to show love, to let his light shine through you. Because one of the things is you might not have a, have someone who reads the Bible or pick up the book, but you're supposed to be a living example of that. When you're saying you are a follower of God, Jesus, and you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you, it's imperative day by day to ask him to renew yourself in the spirit so he can lead you. So it's, 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 not, the, it's not Kenny who they see, but it's Tony. It's a person who gives God praise and grateful for every single thing he done in my life and for the life, the um, lives around me. One of the things they say about the scripture, he always say he don't just bless you, but he bless those around you. He bless your family. And you can just see that even with um, rest in peace, my um, grandmother, who I know is now in a better place from her faithfulness or you know, even my great grandmother and then how they talk about her, her faithfulness, how they used to have have them in church seven days a week. So it just show you how when you when you're um, choosing to put him first in your life, how it don't just can change your life, but it can be something where it, it, it potentially changes the lives of your children's children, generation after generation. Like he said, he'll finish the good work he started with you. And he also said that you study, um, teach, a, you, um, teach a child in the way he should go and he'll never depart. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus, for every single thing, everything you do in my life. Hey, hey. All right, hold up, hold up. I actually want to get some sharing. Is Karen going on for we? Get into this question. How about that? <laughs> you know the vibes? That's good. Hi, hi, hi. Yeah, so I was able to share. Thank God. Thank you for all the ones who was helping me share as well. It's so uh, vital to get his message out. You always see, you know, people will, will share when negativity is, is going, you know, when somebody getting hit in the head or something, when when you got negativity with spirit like wildfire. And it's so important in the same sense to have positive things because just the way people can feed their flesh, it's so important to feed your spirit on a day-to-day -day basis. Whether it's, you know, listening to gospel music, whether it's um, watching something that will be good and encouraging to you, 
because you never know when you're going through those dark moments in your life and you can't sit there and run to the to the Bible or run to you know always run to your your mom or the person of faith to pray for you and be there for you you have to have that word stored into your heart so it's so important to on, on a day-by-day basis find different ways to encourage yourself now going to my brother <laughs> a question that he put on my page this week uh, he put my name I, I, um, he put my name out there you know, he just said, is hell eternal fire and torture? And if so, why would God punish me forever for something I did for about 60 years? The um, the biggest thing about this one, before I even answer it, was it was a lot of comments that he already, that he got on this. One. So when he put this on my page, it was a few people who responded to it already and put a few um, comments on it. And I'm just going to read a couple and then, I, like I said, I'll get to my response. So it says you have to, so one person's response was, you have, you've had time to repent for something 60 years ago, bro. That isn't God punish you. That's you punishing yourself. So whatever you did 60 years was done in free will. And then you got another way, it was torture and it was God doing it wasn't God doing it it was a demon it all stopped when I fought back God was present but it was as if it were my soul that did the actual intervening God more so showed me something to live for so you got a few different like answers and perspectives on the question and I'm just gonna read it again before I answer it and like he said it was he says it's hell eternal fire and torture one of the things I always like to do is, is go things one at a time. <laughs> so it's so the first question is, is hell eternal fire and torture? I won't have that answer. And I'm not the person like, cause I, like I would say, that's why I go with him and I pray to him on a day to day basis. It's not like me just coming up with stuff out of my hat. Like I always try to go pray so he can lead me and give me the words to say. And one of the things is always important to, to stand on especially when you're having questions like that, it's scripture. So one of the things that just hits me, and I'm literally just like reading and answering as we go. So it's like I'm not having the scripture ready available. But I do know um, it talks about weeping and gnashing of the teeth. It talks about that a lot, you know, and it talks about a, chas- a, a chasm of what is spoke about in the scripture. And it was a man named Lazarus who really was like a poor man living a, he's had a real, um, what would you, a poor life that he lived and painful life. And then when he moved on to the next one, he was on like with Abraham and the leaders and the people who was rich was on the other end. And they was trying to reach uh, Lazarus, but they couldn't. It was a chasm against them. So that's just one of the things that the scripture talks about. So, the answer to his question is, hell, eternal fire and torture? I don't have the answer. I do know that, like I said, weeping and national TV does describe it in in a, a way that um, <laughs> you, you a place that you probably don't want to be, right? <laughs> That's one of the things I know from just the description of it. It's more so, like I always, and I kind of answered his question last week that he asked me similar. Instead of looking at like 
you know, the punishment and the negative thing of that can come from it. To me, it's more so focusing on the abundance of life you can have from living and trusting in his word. So it's like when you're giving God a chance and you let him lead in your life. It's like, yeah, if it talks about the the other end of the chasm, then wouldn't, def- wouldn't you want to see the chasm that was with Abraham where you have a room with your name on it? And having that uh, uh, joy and celebration in heaven, wouldn't you want to experience that? So that, so that's one of the more my focuses on it. So I, I never really was the one who looked into the details of of hell and how that place would be, because that's not where I want to go. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus, for everything you do, everything you do in my life. And the second part is, and if so, why would God punish me forever for something I did for about 60 years? Somebody did, because uh, like I said, my first time reading the comments, and they caught, some of them, it, was, it, it seemed like they pretty much hit that one on the head, the second one. And I want to repeat it again. And if so, why would God punish me forever for something I did for about 60 years? A lot of times people can punish it. You can punish yourself. Like we, um, you can sin knowingly and unknowingly. It also talks about in the scripture, you can fall short. Like we all fall short. We all fall short of his grace. And just, just keeping it, you know, more transparent, we all fall. One of the biggest things that stood out to me when I first started was a good man falls seven times and get back up. It didn't say like, you know, a good man don't fall, you know, so that was the key thing that stood out to me where it said a good man falls seven times and get back up. So it lets you know you're going to make mistakes. You're only human. You're not perfect. And one of the biggest things is you can keep yourself in bondage. What he, he talks about, you know, when you believe in his son. In the Holy Spirit, that you'll be set free. You know, he said, anyone who believes is free indeed. You know, so it's like when you believe in Him, you will be set free. And what? So what are you being set free from? And when you look at a lot of the things that can hold you hold yourself back from reaching the purpose that God has for you, is yourself. So let's say, hey, he put a promise in your heart or put something in your heart like, hey, you should be a business owner. And you're like, man, yeah, you're right. You, that's something you're passionate about. You you really want to have your own business. So that's something that you say, you know what? Yeah, I, I like that. I want to do that. That's something I want to do. Now you go and sit here asking your friend, asking your family. A lot of times he put that in your heart. He didn't put that in your family heart and in, in there. So and he didn't tell them. So if you sit there and ask, hey, should I be a business owner? They might say no. They might say, oh, you you can't be no business owner. You can't even hold, you can't even take care of this. I'll take care of that. I'll start bringing stuff up that you did five years ago. So it's, it's one of the things that's key to realize about that is when God tells you something and put it in your heart and he didn't tell somebody, else, it was because it was for you. You know, and and one of the things is, like how you said, taking that leap of faith. Even when you look at Abraham, where they say is the father of, you know, many religions and things like that. 
they didn't it didn't say nothing about the scripture he told they told he told abraham parents that oh his son is going to leave and and i'm a i'm a um tell him which way to go or he didn't sit there and it said sarah like oh he uh god told abraham's wife also that yeah abraham has to leave and you should follow him none of that is in the scripture all it simply said was he told abraham and abraham took that leap of faith and took his family and, and took his servants with them so uh, one of the key things is understanding when god puts something in your heart and you know it's from him you pray about it and you have confirmation that it's him you need to you need to walk in that you need to take a leap of faith and trust in his word thank you god thank you jesus thank you lord so when you sitting here and you telling someone else about it and you didn't even start it yet don't be surprised if you haven't if they if they have doubts and they try to fill you with doubts also one of the things as well that can be a, the biggest uh, opposition or stopping you from reaching your goals could be yourself is your doubts because you can start to say hey man i remember when not not just your family's reminding you of what you did five years ago sometimes you can be reminding yourself like, hey man i couldn't do this because i couldn't even do that or, or i, I or you don't have enough confidence in yourself so that's why i, I would always say when you're looking at things you can hold yourself in bondage and so when it says, if, if so, why would God punish me forever for something I did for about 60 years ago? Most of the time it's you punishing yourself for something that you did 60 years ago, not God. You're one of the things that talks about his grace and mercy in, in its abundance, you know. So that and he talks about getting up and, and you know, a good man falls seven times and get back up. It's letting you know, hey, you're going to fall. But he'll forgive you. That's why it says talks about repenting of your sins. It's not saying, oh, I repent, but still go do the sin anyway. It's saying actually trying to change, wanting to be a better person and pursuing that. And with that, I think I answered your question, brother. <laughs> um, but like I said, man, I was just, and like I said, it's, it, one of the things I'm just grateful of of God and trying to be let uh, instrument of His. So I like I always try to say like let the, let your words be the meditation of my heart and the shelter in your sight. Like less of me and more of you on a day to day basis. It's so important that you know you don't people don't put you on a pedestal because like he's like he said again we all fall short. It's so important that instead of looking at me you you look up to Him and you focus on God because through Him you can do all things. And when you're looking at uh, keys to life, so I put this in the question of the day, and I had it written down, and I said, I talked about the keys of life. And like I said, man, please feel free to like and share and get this word out. Um, one of the things when you're looking at the key of life, accountability. You know, you truly have to hold yourself accountable. It's easy to say you're going to do something. And that's why, like, you know, Lord's will is good and, and being weary, being careful of making promises. But it's, it's easy to say, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. and But the actions is what speak volumes. It's the same way how you can tell someone you love them 
but you have to show that you love them with your actions. And that was the what will resonate more. Because when they say, oh man, that, when they think of themselves, that person loved me, they can remember, oh, he did this for me. They did that. They came through at a deep, at a dark moment in my life, or they showed up when nobody else did. That's love. So it's like they can be able to see, remember the actions that they did. But if you just say, oh, all they did was say they love me, but they ain't showing it with their actions, is that really love? I'll let you be the answer to that. But one of the things, like I said, um, not just of others, but also yourself. Holding yourself account accountable is one of the uh, key things. Humility. You see that all throughout the scripture, right? How how he, uh, like he said, he, he looks for the broken heart, the contrite spirit. Truly, he looks for those who is not full of themselves, who who knows that they can't do it alone. Who. Who, so he, he looks for those and is he says that a lot why in the scripture because you, you can be able to truly see the power of God and the transformation he can do in people's life from those people who didn't have confidence or didn't believe that they can you know accomplish things in their life or had deficiencies whether it be um, what you look at Moses a pediment in a speech or you know you look at uh, Saul, when he really went to Saul, the anonymous king, he was hiding behind some bushels or even looking at Gideon. So it just, it shows you throughout scripture how he used men who who was like like Gideon said, man, I'm from the least tribe. So out of all the tribes of Israel, we, I, we are the least, the weakest, and I'm the weakest uh, out of my own tribe. So he basically saying, hey, I'm the lowest of the low. Why is God speaking to me? And that's just go to show you he can he can use any and everyone to use it to have his purpose fulfilled out and he can use anyone to do that. So it's so important when you look at humility. It's it's just it's just understanding that when you humble yourself and you're able to boast about your weaknesses, then you know, hey, it's not me. I'm not sitting here acting like I'm Superman or nothing like that. Then you can see God's strength. You can God can show His strength through you, like like how uh, Paul said, "In my weakness is when you can see the strength of, of Jesus, because you can see that hey, it's not me doing this thing; it's Him using it as an instrument." And a lot of times, when you're full of yourself or have pride and ego. You, you don't even allow yourself time. You allow yourself to be used by him. And like I, I, I always said this because you can see it when when Moses was talking to Pharaoh to let my people free. Or when you see King Herod and his encounter that he had with John the Baptist. Or even afterwards when you're looking at, um, you know, Jesus and the things, the things with the views he had with the religious leaders at that time as well. What I, I always like to say, we are all his instruments. It's just kind of, you can see in the scripture what side are you on. Like what, either he going to be Pharaoh where say he hardened Pharaoh's heart to show the example, or you going to be Moses, the one who got the staff turning into a snake and, and doing all these different, uh, through, through God, being able to do all these different plagues and and you know, miracles through him. So it's like either way we're instrument of God. The only thing is how you're going to be used.
And looking at when this talk about the key, it really reminds me of, I know it's the move I used to like when I was growing up, when I was younger. And it's actually like the fourth one is coming out now, Matrix 4. But that's one of the things that kind of hit me, remind me of too, was when you looked at like Neo and it's like the red pill, blue pill, and it's like the Matrix. So it's just like, uh, it's like the reality that you think you're living in, you're not really living in. And all I would like to say, and just a comment of that when speaking of this, is just we don't, people don't realize the access to a power that we have. Because the world will teach you believing is sin, but actually sin is believing. You can be able to speak things to existence just by your faith and belief. You And a lot of times people don't realize the power they have available to them. Because you it, it's truly, you have to believe and have faith in God. And you have to trust him. One of the things I too I noticed about movies, different shows, you know, you always have directors, right? There's always a producer and there's always a director. And I'm a I'm a breaking that he's I'm a I'ma actually have a whole show about that. He just revealed to me now <laughs> that next week's episode, Lord's Will is gonna be called Director. And that's where I really will break that down. So Tune in next week for me talking about director because it's really a lot to it. But uh, just one of the things I would say is it's so important to understand that everybody is trying to feed you a narrative. Like if you look at directors, different movies, it's a narrative they're trying to feed you. So you just kind of got to be wary of that. And another thing you looking at keys is when you look at keys, right? So I'm a member of a, my homestead church that's in Columbia, South Carolina. It's called Bible Way Church of Atlas Road. And like every Sunday, t most of the time, every Sunday, the pastor, he always have like three keys. So he'll give you a sermon and then he'll give you three keys at the end. And the keys is showing is why we say, why you have a key? When one of the things you looking at it, Hey, hey, what's up? <laughs> One of the things that you're looking at it with the key, it's important to have reminders. It's important to have things that will challenge you or to have um, things that you can apply and put into practice. That's the key, the key thing about it. And so the acronym that I have for key, as you can see on the screen, is keep educating yourself. You have to continue to grow. It, one of the things where they say, uh, they just say is when you stop listening, you stop growing. So no matter how old you is, you can always continue to grow. And it's not just because, oh, somebody has to be older than you. It could be someone younger just teaching you some t things that you might need to know or, uh, you know, bringing life to a situation or giving you a new perspective that can help you encourage you. So I would say is you're never too old to learn something new. And it's it's so imperative to keep growing and keep pushing and not become complacent in life. And truly just the key I want to leave you with, um, 
basic instructions before leaving Earth. So people, you can have, like even me, I have one scripture, the, the key to a governmental authority. You have, so you have one scripture that I have, Isaiah 22, uh, verse 22. But I think the most important thing when you look at the Bible, basic, basic instructions before leaving Earth, the key is throughout the entire Bible. It's not just one, uh, like one verse, you know, because sometimes people can use one verse and and that's the only thing they go by. And so it's like they, they, they only choose one verse that feeds their narrative without taking everything in context. So it's important to read the scripture for yourself, studying and be approved. And it's like what scripture? All of it. It's because it's really throughout. Even though you can notice when you read, let's say, going over Psalms and you reading Psalms the third or fourth time, each time you read it, you can get a different revelation from it. And it's, it's key because it's, it can be, it's really customized to what you're going through now in your life. So you can read one chapter and all the verses, but this time reading that same chapter, another verse stick out to you. And it's like, why? Why that verse stick out than the other ones? Because that's what you needed to hear now in your life that's going to encourage you and help you to keep going. And that's why I would say the entire scripture is important because those are things, even when you look at with David and Ziglag, it's important to have the scripture stored in your heart so you can encourage yourself. Because sometimes your family ain't going to be able to encourage you. Your friends, you ain't going to be able to run to the, the Bible and open it up and try to read scripture, be encouraged, or whatever you might listen to to try to find encouragement. You have to have it already inside of you. You have to say, store his words up like treasure into your heart. That's the key. Putting him first definitely is the key. When you look at any relationship, no matter what the relationship is, um, even if you look at um, not even friendships, but if you're sitting here and you're putting somebody, you're enamored by a person and the style and you say, oh, man, that's different than somebody I ever talked to. Just be weary and not put that person on a pedestal because the more you get to know that person and years go by, you will see how human that person is. So uh, the only person you need to be putting on a pedestal is God. It's putting him first, our creator, not people. Because we all fall short of his grace. Yes, yes. Thank you, God, for everything you do, everything you tend to do in my life. Um, okay, so one, accountability. Two, humility. You're talking about keys. And the third thing is faith. So one... Accountability, two, humility, and the third key of life is faith. It's truly so important to believe. You know, I, I was just reading that and it's talking about in Romans 4, and it was speaking about Abraham. And one of the key things it was just talking about was, you know, it wasn't the laws, you know, and it's not just, like I said, again, not to abolish the law, but fulfill the law through love. But it was just, he was just trying to, Paul was just coming out a point to say, hey, it wasn't the laws that saved him. It was his faith and belief and trust in God. So when you look at the keys, the one of the biggest keys of all is having faith and trust in him. 
That being said, my name is Call Me Tony. I host a Bible study every Wednesday. Also, I send out daily breads, encouraging messages every single day. The get a part of the daily bread. You can just text 210-385-7215. And I also I have a website. It's called the nonbelieverspodcast.com. All you gotta simply do www.nonbelieverspodcast.com. Hey, that's all you gotta do. And this is really just an encouraging hub. Like it has so many different things. So it's not just me on there. I have uh, other artists, and it's it also act, links to like our daily bread, where you can get the daily bread message each day. I have a prayer request link, so if you have any prayer requests, you can send it on there. So it's just one of those things where, whether from freestyles, from rapping to poems, uh, to you know, to videos, it's just different things that can encourage you and, and to keep you going on a day to day basis. So with that being said, I hope everybody be blessed and be safe. Until next time, swerve. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.